Oh, you're lucky I'm sick, my friends, because today you get a best of show. All the best bits. Welcome, American Tradition. Has this ever happened to you, or will it ever happen to you? You awake one morning to find that you are a hungover Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Sammy Spyro, uh, this is, uh, Victor Frankenstein calling. It, yes, it, it may indeed be, uh, pronounced, uh, Frankenstein. I, I don't really remember, and uh, that's part of the reason I'm calling. Uh, I know that I was supposed to attend a party at your house last night, but darn it, this morning, I seem to have no memory of, uh, the night before. Uh, so I was wondering, was I... Oh, I, I was, was I... <laughs> Oh, I, uh, hope my behavior was, uh, uh it was, was it? Uh, well, uh, nothing I hope to, uh... Oh, my God. Oh, please, for God's sakes, apologize to your mother. Oh, dear Lord. Ah, uh, well, I am truly sorry. Uh... I did that. <laughs> so, uh, Sammy, from what you're telling me, uh, it wasn't really, uh, me who, who caused, uh, most of the trouble, but this so-called monster that I made. <laughs> Out of human cadaver parts, yes, I got that part, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy, I, I can't tell you how ashamed I am of, uh, my behavior. Did I give you any indication of what my motivation was with this animated corpse monster episode of mine? Oh, so a bit of a god complex, you're saying. <laughs> I'm not uh, arguing uh, with you, Sammy. Uh, it's one thing to be the life of the party, but to create life at a party might be the line. Is that a fair assumption, Sam? <laughs> uh, technically, uh, Frankenstein is not the monster. I see, I see what you're saying, no, Sam. Uh, sorry. Good morning, time-traveling space buddies. How goes our journey through the cosmos? It couldn't be better. I love space. It's my favorite part of music. Is there any space coffee this morning? You know it. Awesome. Oh, you're both still here. Good morning, Butchie. I was just having the most fantastic dream in which you were both killed in an explosion. And I had all of eternity to read my precious books. And I don't wear glasses. So it was all good. Sorry to disappoint you. It's okay. I'm not much of a reader. So, you guys, let me get your opinion on something. What is it? So, look at this view through the forward view screen. That looks like a backyard. Where'd you get that picture? That is the view from the forward view screen. Where's all the space and the stars? I don't know. That's what was on when I turned on the view screen this morning. That can't be what's actually out there. It must be a picture. I don't know. We'll have to go out and check it later. You mean a spacewalk? Not me, brother. That's not in my job description. It's totally in your job description. 
You're an astronaut. Astronaut means lying in a cot, reading manuals, and occasionally showing kids on Earth how to catch floating toothpaste with your mouth. It means exploring the ship's surroundings when we don't know where we are. I know where I am. Deep space. Far away from bosses and anyone checking on whether I'm actually doing my job. Besides, by my calculations, the people who sent us into space are long dead. It's been a month. How do you figure? I don't know for sure, but I have hope. Space looks like different things in different locations. Maybe this part of space looks like a backyard. Could be. Is that a sycamore? It's a silver maple. I'll be. It looks just like an ordinary backyard. What do you think, Butchie? Butchie? Look, he's in the backyard. It's a backyard. Butchie. It's a backyard. There. How did we go from being in deep space to suddenly being in a backyard? Might be the dimensional portal in the hold. All right. We had that repairman working on the dimensional portal right before we left. We might have passed through that on the way to the bathroom or something and accidentally changed dimensions or possible worlds or whatever. So I wonder where we are now. Who cares? You guys are always asking, where are we? When are we? I can't imagine caring about that. Well, what are you curious about? Lots of things. That's why I read the paper. I'm curious. You read the same paper over and over every day. And don't you find that curious? Since the backyard is part of the universe, doesn't exploring that count as space exploration? I guess. I mean, other planets are worth exploring. You know, we were cool astronauts. And now you're just a couple of goofballs who are going to walk around a backyard pretending to explore space. That is much less cool. All work in the service of gaining knowledge for mankind is cool, Butchie. Okay, then go look at interesting bugs in the flower garden then. I'm going to stay here and read this article I always read. You're just jealous because we get to wear spacesuits. I was just out there in my pajamas. You don't need to wear a spacesuit. Well, I like to wear them. They make me feel put together and ready to do important work. I might pass on wearing mine. It's kind of stuffy. Suit yourself. Or rather, don't suit yourself. Butchie, you just going to stay here? Yeah, I won't fly off and leave you or anything. Well, that's what I... That's not what I meant. I mean, are you coming? Uh, no. I'm not going to fly off or anything. I know. That would be wrong, right? Don't fly off, please. Whatever. Lou, let's go explore this new world. Abel, Baker, Charlie, Dog, Easy, Fox, George Howe, George Howe, George Howe. This is George Howe, ladies and gentlemen. It's 15 minutes past the hour, and there is no greater pleasure for me than to be with you today. It was 60 years ago on this date that Peter Queen and Roger Sugar sailed the Easy Fox to Nan Obo and back, proving to the whole world that it could be done. And more than that, they opened the famous Gulf Hotel India, which continues to welcome guests from around the world. And now, let's enjoy the sounds of the great unknown. Dumb Dora is so dumb. She sent her cultured pearls to... Skilla. School. Okay, said school. <laughs> Not again. <clears throat> Don't do it to me again. I haven't done it to you yet. But you're going to. I can tell by the way you're laughing. Well, I, I think I, I qualify. I implied school, but I just went up a little high. College is a match. Yeah, that's a school. Very good, Ed. Splendid, yes. 
believe in a state university, college. State university. College, too. Well, I have an awful lot in common with him because I'm very into athlete, uh, uh, athletics. Yeah, I bet you are. Well, that's why I wore this shirt on backwards because the number could not be seen by the audience, you see, so I wouldn't show favoritism. Right. I also said the correct answer, scuba diving school. No. Pearl. No. School. Well, you were a little too specific there. A little too specific to match the general answer of school, which he is given. Now, wait a minute. That, now, you, uh, uh, did you mean school? What does S-C-H-O-O-L spell? He's got school. You know, we've been on here, what, four years? I don't think he's ever reversed himself before. I think he needs a vacation. I'm talking about that tall, skinny guy, that judge over there. What have you got, Deborah Lee? Finishing school. Finishing school. <laughs> dumb Dora is so dumb, she sent her culture pearls to... School finishing. School finishing. Now, wait a minute. School. What? Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Did you match her? Hold the hat. It's scuba diving school. Hold on. Now, wait, 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 wait. Hold everything here. Now, hold Finishing on. Finishing school is not a it's school. It's the same as scuba diving now, school. What did you say? Did you say school? Yeah, finishing school. Now, wait. Wait just a second. Will everyone just shut up for a second here? I'm arguing this to the end. She said finishing school. Yes, I put it down. She said finishing school. Did you match her? It's a specific type of school. Well, then you're telling me the word college is better than school. Than school? Oh, no. Hold everything now. No, I'm sorry. We will not continue. Insane. This is insane. How is this a school? That's a school. We're saying school. He said scuba diving school. No. Boom. The word is on there. It's a match. Now we will all do a course of the Marseillais and all the revolutionaries will march in the street. No. I think you ought to take college away from him. Then we really will have a right. What's the difference between school and school? I don't know. Talk to him about it. No. I'm not taking my car down. No, I'm not. School. School. That's right. It's school. I can't believe it. School! Hattie, would you just show us your answer? No! Cut it. No. Put your cards down now. No. Now you're gonna have to stay after school here. I don't mind. You show your answer, my dear. I'm afraid. Show the answer. Show the answer, hon. Night school. Don, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. Well, I'm just so, uh, I'm so happy. Yay. I uh, want to share something with you. So, question. You can hear me? Oh, absolutely. All right, li listen to this. 
play. All right. Harmonica. All right, fantastic. How about that, right? Yeah, man. Well, let, hang on, listen to this. What? Oh. More harmonica. just uh, discovered their harmonica. It's oh. given me so much joy. Oh, I can yeah. hardly uh, contain myself. Oh. It makes me so happy. And and, and I thought, who can I uh, share this with? And uh, so I said to myself, question, who can I share my joy with and my new love of harmonica? Let me just play you one more thing, Lou. Oh, oh all right. I'm so glad you found something that brings you joy. If anybody can weather this storm, it's you. I know you're going to do a great job. Be sure to look everywhere. Good luck. And so the journey begins. Good luck. Gonna have to leave sometime. Not in there. There are clues everywhere. Not in there. Gonna have to leave sometime. I know you're gonna do a great job. And so the journey begins. Not in there. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Umbrella, you're gonna need it. Good job. What'd you do that for? You should get the umbrella, you're gonna need it. I don't think that's an exit. Good job. I don't think that's an exit. I don't think that's an exit. You should get the umbrella, you're gonna need it. And so the journey begins. Sure to look everywhere. That's a bottle. That's a chair. That's a bottle. What are you doing? Come on. Good job. That's a bottle. What are you doing? You should get the umbrella, you're gonna need it. You rang? There's nothing to reload. There's nothing to reload. That's a bottle. What are you doing? Chair. 
can't rest now. We got a journey to go on. That's a chair. Are you discouraged because you're having a tough time getting started? I know you're going to do a great job. Good luck. I don't think that's an exit. Are you discouraged because you're having a tough time getting started? Just be patient and hang in there, and before you know it, you'll find an exit. Not in there. I don't think that's an exit. You can do this. Just look around. I don't think that's an exit. Okay, see, you keep doing that, but that's not a door. It's just a recess in the wall. Just be patient and hang in there, and before you know it, you'll find an exit. I'll tell you what, why don't you just sit down for a minute? That's a chair. Collect your thoughts and consider all the clues and then try to find an exit and get started on your journey because it's going to be a fun game. So just don't stop putting a lot of pressure on yourself. I think that's the problem. I don't think that's an exit. I don't think that's an exit. Not in there. Not in there. I don't think that's an exit. 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 Welcome. Some miracle nutrition with Hardy White. The game. I'm Hardy White. Join me now as we challenge ourselves against ourselves and the game and ourselves as we explore the different layers and meanings of life as if it were a game. As if the stakes were something a little less than life and death. As if we were getting points that we could use to redeem for candy. Maybe a toaster oven or something like that. I'm living in the past. Welcome to my world. I'm Hardy White. When all this began, there was no show world. Just the show. But the words grew into vines and the ideas into animals. And now the place has gone wild. You can restore the world, friend. I know you can. Find all the keys to show world and bring them here to me at the control cave. The world and radio are counting on you. Pick a side. Good choice. Good luck. How are you going to cross the river? That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Remember, you only get three peeks into the book of hints. Roll over the tiki. It's really a canoe. How are you going to cross the river? 
Remember, you only get three peeks into the book of hints. Use the stick as a lever to roll over the tiki. How you gonna cross the river? How you gonna... Remember, you only get three peeks into the book of hints. Use your hands to push the canoe into the water. Uh-oh, now what? How you gonna cross the river? Sorry, we're all out of hints. Remember, you only get three peeks into the book of hints. Hey, are you okay? I don't know, they just been standing there. Do you need help or anything? Do you not know where you are or where you're going? They lost the canoe. Oh, you're stranded. We had the book of hints and everything, but we used it up really quickly. Well, maybe I can help you out a little bit. If you're willing to bear the guilt of telling people you did something that you really didn't, then press skip to next level. There you go, see? I think we're in a cave. Look for clues. This is the way we came in. I think we're in a cave. It sure is dark in here. Look for clues. Be careful. Sure is dark in here. Watch out. Look for clues. This is the way we came in. I think we're in a cave. It sure is dark in here. I probably already said that. I'm finding it very difficult to not give you a hint. Look for clues. I'm gonna just let you solve this problem by yourself. I know there's a way out, but I'm still feeling claustrophobic. This is the way we came in. Look, if you just sort of hug the right wall, just don't keep turning is the problem. Just trust the path you're on. You keep turning so much you get back at the beginning. This is the way we came in. I think we're in a cave. Watch out. So we can do one of two things. Either we can ask for Hardy's help, and I think it's a little premature to do that, or we can go out of the cave uh, back onto the river. Now you skipped this part when you jumped stages because you, you jumped ahead so you didn't get the part on the river where they give you instructions. You went right into the cave portion, which is fine. You can totally get there from the cave, but you should probably uh, go back out around to the river and let's give this another shot. And, uh, and I'll take you down the river part and then you get instructions and everything and you get a lot more information. Like I said, not, not that I'm saying you can't take a shortcut. It's just maybe a shortcut's not for you. Maybe you're the kind that needs to go to community college. 
And I'm not equating the river with community college. Well, I am, and that's what it's like. Maybe woodshedding a little bit on the river until you get a better, your, your skills better in the game. Then we go into the cave, which could be, now it's fun, because there's a secret, there could be a key in here. I'm not saying whether there is or not. You have found a key to Show World. What do you wish to do with it? You found a key. How did you find that key? You have found a key to Show World. What do you wish to do with it? Oh, you don't even know what to do with it yet. Oh, I shouldn't have given you a hint. Dang it, I'm sorry, this is my fault. Skip to the next level. This is Late Night Overseas Radio with George Howe, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you in the middle of the night from far, far away to stimulate your imagination and to keep you company when you are alone because you are, in fact, alone. Are you alone? You might want to be because what I am about to relate to you is of such a nature that it is best kept secret. The government doesn't want you to know. The church doesn't want you to know. Corporations don't want you to know. Your parents don't want you to know. Heck, I don't want you to know. But I am compelled to tell you because a good story should never be hoarded. And this is a good story, ladies and gentlemen. It came to my attention when I met a mysterious fellow in a quaint pub years ago, and he told me of a man named Hardy White. At least they assumed it was a man and assumed that was his name because he was a strange and mysterious figure who insisted he had just returned from ancient Tibet. That's right, not modern Tibet, but ancient Tibet. He also said he had been to the Middle Ages in France and talked with blind Kabbalists about the future of the world. Now, all this might sound fantastic if it weren't for the fact that he consistently proved himself right in all the predictions he gave, which have now come true. It was a few years back, but he said that a submarine from a long-ago war would be raised from the depths of the sea at the same time a modern one sunk. And in fact, the Civil War submarine, the Hunley, came up, salvaged, just as the Russian sub, the Kursk, was sinking. This is a fact no one could have known unless they had traveled time. 
Oh, George, it's so late and you're so far away. You're scaring me. Nonsense. We know there are mysterious people abounding, that there are things right around the corner we cannot either see or predict. The only thing we can predict is that the world is unpredictable and full of secrets. The least I can do is tell you about some, about how this fellow Hardy White faded in and out of my vision as I was talking to him. He briefly became other people who didn't know anything about Hardy. He faded away once and turned into a tourist from Ireland who was shocked when I insisted he finished telling me about the Red Feast ritual in Tibet. I wonder if that tourist was in some way Hardy and didn't know it, or completely different altogether. A man came into town, and he was wearing pants. Nice pants. All the people asked him, what kind of pants you wearing there, partner? He responded, I'm wearing friendship pants. They protect me and give me strength. And all the people gathered around because they were fascinated by the stranger's pants of confidence. And they asked him how they could get such garments that were woven from the bonds of human kindness and affection. How can I get pants? Follow me, said the man with the pants and the colorful mind. Follow me. Follow me. I'm here with the captain of a ship to talk about reckless driving. Is this your ship, Captain? Why, yes it is. Why do you ask? Do you drive recklessly? Well, yes, sometimes I drive recklessly. Are there consequences? Why, yes, sometimes things go terribly wrong. Oh, in fact, one time I made a rift in space and time. Don't be like this guy. Don't drive recklessly. Hey, wait a minute. New from Tabolo, Space Master. A toy of great power. Conquerors of galaxies. Space Masters respond. Embrace destiny. Space Master Arvocon, Space Master Cormacon, Zoom. No time to waste. No space, too much to defend. Expand and react. No way. Arvocon, Cormacon, Kakuchi-Con, Green-Con. Space Masters, new from Tabolo. You're finally here. Where you been? Shem Jive. Shem Jive. Sorry I'm late. I couldn't find a parking space. But I thought you walked. I did, but I'm so used to driving, I got a little confused there for a minute. Well, they haven't started yet, so it's okay. Shem Jive. Shem Jive. Shem Jive. So how long is the service? I think it's an hour. An hour? Yikes. I'm not sure I can sit for a whole hour. Well, you're in luck, because they make you stand every once in a while. Probably just as I'm getting comfortable. At least there's no kneeling. I could get down on my knees, but I'd need a full hour to get back up. In my granddad's church, sometimes you'd have to stand on one leg like if it was St. Simon Says Day. They got me one time by saying, you may be seated, but they didn't say St. Simon Says. Today is the blessing of the whatever. What did you bring to be blessed? I brought my spoon shaped like a rifle. Okay. Yeah, Butcher used it the other day and it needs to be reconsecrated or something. That rattled me. What did you bring? Uh, I brought my banjo. Bold choice. Blue. Oh, hey, Mr. Kinchy. I'm in the right place, then. Uh, yes, sir, you can sit with us if you'd like. Hardy, this is Glenn Kinchy, Butchie's old boss at McAllen's. Ah, oh, nice to meet you, Mr. Kinchy. You can call me Glenn. I will. Okay, Glenn. Oh, uh, not you. You continue to call me Mr. Kinchy. Roger. Oh, oh, hello. 
Oh, hey, Roger. Shump Chive. Shump Chive. I've never been to a Dolgarian service station before. I think it's a worship station. Oh, whoops. The way I remember it is, there's services at the worship station, and service station is an old name for gas station. Do they even call them that anymore? No clue. I mainly walk these days, trying to get in shape for end-of-life illnesses. I brought this clothes brush to be blessed because I remembered at the last minute and I just grabbed something. That looks like an antique. It was my grandfather's. People don't brush their clothes as much these days. They aren't worth brushing, usually. I'm sort of shocked how casually people are dressed here at this religious service. I'm used to it because when I'd worship with my grandma, sometimes people were barefoot and maybe even eating glass if they were being ridden. I see. Presbyterian? Nah. Hardy, uh, you have religious experience? Oh, Hardy knows a lot about different faiths. Heck, he even knows it's okay to wear a talit at night if it's Erev Yom Kippur. All right. And he knows to clap his hands at a Japanese temple. Well, you, you clap your hands at a shrine, not a temple. See? I've never been particularly interested in religion, but I do appreciate the costumes. People should look good. Ah, uh, does everyone in your row have a blue book? Hey, Don, Shemp Jive! Shemp Jive. Anyone need a blue book? I have the coloring book, but uh, not the blue book. And uh, I think Glenn Kinchy needs one. All right, good. Here you go. What's this? It's Blue Book. It's their book of values. They change it all the time so you can look up the current value of a thing, like dressing up. Dressing up for services used to be worth more. That's too bad. And the shot glasses and penny whistles are in the holders in front of you. Got it, Don. Thanks. And you're not members, so you won't need a finger puppet. I think we're all set. What did you bring to be blessed, Don? I brought my real estate agent's tape measure. All right. Enjoy the service. Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. Man, I love that guy. Oh, that's Butchie on the Bema, isn't it? I think it's called a narwhal or apex, but yeah, he's a big deal here. He's a reader, and readers get to use the bathroom in the back. I used it once by accident and was transported into a Tarkovsky movie. Oh, which one? Stalker. It's a complicated theology, this. It is. Shemp jive, everyone. Shemp jive. jive. Oh, we're starting. Butchie brought Spiny. What is that? That's his dog, Spiny. It's a skeleton. Uh, it's a skeleton dog. It's a type of breed. But it's dead. No, it's just really, really thin. It literally looks like a skeleton. Hence the name. But where are the organs? I can see right through it. Oh, they're behind the rib bones. It takes some getting used to, but it's a healthy living dog. Today is a very special day. It is the blessing of the whatever. For visitors, let me explain. We believe that blessing, or the need to wish and ensure goodness, is an active thing, not something that exists in the absence of compassionate intent. It is our job to make the world better for creatures and their surroundings. Blessed means happy, and some who are sick or oppressed are not happy. Perhaps they will have a reward later, but how do I know that? So I actively try to ensure that they are happy now if I can. Bless the poor, because they ain't happy. Remind yourselves and others 
that the poor need help. Bless the morning, because they ain't happy. Remind yourselves they need comforting now. Bless the meek, because they ain't happy. Actively defend them from bullies right now. Bless those who are victims of injustice, because they ain't happy. We need justice now, not some promise of post-death space justice. Bless the merciful, because they ain't happy. Sometimes you got to give things up to do what's right, so help those people who forego revenge. Bless the innocent souls, because they ain't always happy, because they have their world shattered by fear and loss, and they are sweet and often children, and so they need guidance, because the bad stuff in the world messes with your head. Bless the peacemaker, because they ain't happy. It's no picnic trying to calm anger and prevent war and strife. Those people are often punished for their good hearts and love of peace. Actively take their side. Bless the persecuted, because they ain't happy. Come on, they're persecuted. Help stop the persecution. Don't make their suffering a virtue. Bless the hated and maligned and slandered, because they ain't happy. It's the worst to be cast out and unjustly scorned. Stand by the oppressed. Do the work now while you're alive. If there is something afterwards, fine, that'll be a bonus. But for now, it looks like it's up to us poo-bag creatures. Now comes the blessing of the whatever. Hold up your stuff or animal or whatever and prepare to have it blessed. Thank you, Butchie. Beautiful reading of the Mounted Sermon. We come together today to bless those things or creatures in our lives that make them just a little bit better and to remind ourselves of the ability of the tangible to be transformative. I look upon my coffee mug here that says, Go get em, preacher, and I am reminded each morning when I have my coffee that it is within my power to change things for the better, to lighten burdens, and to be of help. I see so many wonderful things out there, a bird and a snake, and while some of these things might be repulsive to us, like that banjo, oh, great. we still know that they reflect the values and aspirations of our siblings in the world at this time. We ask then of ourselves to show goodness, to remind each other of the goodness we are capable of, and to actively work to face and repair the injustices that we observe. When we gaze upon those creatures and objects in the coming days, may they be a reminder. So I put my hands up like this and say, Bless! Okay, you're all good. Put down your whatever. Thank you, Preacher Lancaster. We now have a very special treat. A performance of our worship station's praise band, Righteous Clown Parade. Praise band? Oh, no, this is mortifying. Leading the praise band tonight... Oh, stop saying praise band. I know, cringe. ...is our friend Don B.S. He will be performing a song in a rap style. Oh, you're killing me. I love my friends, but this is brutal. And it's a song about lifting up hearts. Oh, please be short. Introducing RCP doing this song, Hip Hope. Oh, dear Lord, no. Praise, praise, everybody, praise. Raise your hand. Life is grand. Stand for a minute. Bless the world you're in it for a while. You don't have to smile at your sad cry. Why would I stop you? 
kneel if you feel it, shout if you mean it, turn to five you've seen in the face of a sibling, in this race if you're driving rather insane, cause the pace of existence has my small brain tied up in knots, your world is perfect, I think not, spiritual astronaut, in a space filled with sorrow, for the burdens of the people who are innocent as children still are, who strip away the armor of their soft hearts, who loves love and promises of justice, us, that's right, bless us always and tonight, can I hear a chef jive? That was just so embarrassing. Yikes. Just tell him it was good. I rather liked it. Okay, Mr. Kinchy. They should ask you to play a banjo song, Hardy. Can we now get Hardy up here to improvise a banjo song since he saw fit to bring such a thing into our world? You better do it, man. When in a Dolgarian station, do as the Romans would do. Uh, but Butchie, I can't. You have to. Okay. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Hardy. Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. Shemp Jive. Uh, this is rather embarrassing. I didn't have anything uh, prepared. I know you want me to improvise, but this is, uh, uh, I hope this is all right. I'm just going to try to do something uh, uh, from the heart. And I brought, uh, brought my banjo. Boo. I'm sorry. Anyway, so let's, uh, let me try to do this and, uh, Thank you, and I apologize in advance. I love my friends, even the ones I haven't met yet. I love my friends, everyone's a potential friend. I love my friends, whether I've known them a long time or just met them. Maybe you're in my family. I love my family. Family can be anything, really. I love my family. I know that some people don't uh, have their family as a source of pain or difficulty. And so when I say family, I really mean the kind of friends that you uh, can really count on or people that are there uh, if you're sick or dying or something like that. So super, super close ones who have seen all of your uh, warts and all, and they still accept you. I love my family, even though I haven't met some of them yet. I love my life, even though it doesn't it necessarily doesn't go well all the time. I love my life. Well, I don't, I don't know, I, well, I'm, I mean, not everybody should, or, but I don't know. Sometimes, that's a hard one. I love, I want to. I love my life. No, I do. I'm just so lucky to know all of you, and I think my life without all of you in it would be meaningless. No one's an island, and if they were, they'd be so lonely. I just want to use this time here to thank you for accepting me.
and I and my banjo. I know that it doesn't bring everybody as much joy as it brings me, but uh, I do my best. Thank you. I think I can say without fear of contradiction, that was underwhelming. I rather liked it. Okay, Mr. Kinchy. Thank you, Glenn. I tried my best. Did you, though? Yes, I wasn't prepared. How do you prepare to improvise? Well, there's mental preparation. Please get out your blue books for the unison reading beginning on page 212. Are you ready? Yes, yes, we are ready. ready. You know how this works? We think so. I read one line, then you all read the next together. We, we all know what unison means. I know, but still I need to check. We, we understand. understand. You can't assume that people will just know something. It's, it's better, better to repeat information, information even if it makes you look silly. Yeah, so no one is left out. Exactly. We, we don't, don't want to exclude anyone. Or make them feel alienated or an outsider. No, no one wants to feel like an outsider. I couldn't agree more. We are all on the same page then. That's a good one. Thank you. Even though we may not be in sync, we are all still doing this together. And, and there's something about many voices coming together that's inspiring. Because we are reminded how magical it can be to cooperate. And, and express our fondest hopes. Even if they are prepared text. Not everyone can articulate their feelings but they can agree with a sentiment. Indeed. I'm glad that we can come together to share our values. Remind us what they are again. To lift up those we can, and help those we can, and fight for justice when we can, and be unafraid to feel. That sounds good to me. I mean us. Me too. It is now time to read from the book of relevant stories. You can follow along in your coloring books if you want to, because for some people they like to be doing a physical activity while listening because it helps with concentration. That's me. I'm a kinetic learner. Once there was a pirate ship of sorts. The captain was a time anomaly and duplicate of the 15th century German artist Albrecht Dürer, who, when working on the problem of doubling a cube, accidentally created an alternate universe with himself transformed into an incompetent pirate captain who accidentally shanghaied a bunch of hat makers thinking they were sailors. One day... Bosun! Bosun! Yes, Captain. I have a question. What is it, sir? You have to answer honestly. I'll try. Do you hate me? No, that's easy. You don't? No, don't hate you. Oh, that's a relief. I thought you were going to ask about your hair or something. What about my hair? 
Oh, nothing, sir. Why don't you hate me? Why would I? Well, for the very legitimate reason that I kidnapped you and the rest of the crew and brought you aboard this ship against your wills and that you aren't even sailors, which makes the task I'm forcing you to do even harder. You make a good case, Captain. Thank you. I must admit, I personally hated you for about the first 111 months at sea. Well, what change? It was Seaman Harding, sir. Oh, is he one of the little below-deck men? Indeed. Made some fine hats back on the mainland. He was telling us one day about how he once hated a boss, and the hate he and others had for that person made the boss even meaner. But one day, they thought they'd just stop hating him and try to offer the sour old man a path to redemption. What does that mean? They figured that they never really tried to change the man's heart, and that it would be better for everyone if he saw the error of his ways and turned his attitude and heart around. Is that even possible? Sometimes, sometimes not. Go on. But they thought they'd give it a shot. So Harding talked to the fella and said, Look, we will, if you want, fully accept you and treat you like a sibling if you stop tormenting us. We offer forgiveness if you agree to change. And it threw the boss for a loop. He'd had a bad go of it and no one had ever offered him a way out. It was the excuse he needed. He was terrified of rejection, and so he hid behind an arbor of cruelty. Well, that can't possibly work on everyone. Some people are just awful. True, true. It doesn't work very often. But how would Harding have known if he didn't try? He decided to give the man a way out of the terrible prison he'd built for himself. So the men below decks there, do they hate me? Not so much anymore. I believe if you asked for forgiveness, they'd give it to you without reminding you of your past. But... But what? You have to be willing to change your heart, sir. Oh, well, I detested the crew because I assumed they hated me. I know I made a mistake. All these years at sea have given me time to think. But I felt trapped by the past, by the decision I made. I think there's a way out of this, sir. If I go below, that's where they all live, right? Yes, blue decks. They won't tear me apart? No, sir. They're a good-natured lot and find comfort in each other's company. Take me there. Now remember, you have to ask to repent and be forgiven. There's always a chance they might say no, but I bet they won't. I'm frightened. That's good. Come on, let's do this. Avast me, hearties. The captain is here and wants to say something. <clears throat> oh, yes, uh, boat people, sail folk. <clears throat> I have done, I may have done, I, I ask forgiveness for my unspeakable evil that I have done to you and your families. I see now I am a fool and a weak man. I beg your forgiveness and ask a path to redemption. I shall from this day forward be your champion and not your oppressor. Do you forgive me? No, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, they're just kidding, Captain. <laughs> Wanted to make sure you were sincere. I am. Yay! Then of course you're forgiven. You're one of us now. I've got some zoider for you. Oh, thank you. I've never had zoider. He means cider, sir. Oh, of course. <clears throat> 
I have friends. Well, whoa, let's take this slowly. Oh, I understand. We are all in the same boat, though. It's a ship, but yes. It's cooperation what'll get us to shore. I see that now. We hereby rename you with your haberdasher name. No longer are you Captain Durr. You will now be known as Albert Trilby. Oh, I love it. And from that day forward, the captain was a new person. And by working together, they all reached land, where eventually they were reunited with their families, some of whom were already dead. But whatever. You can't undo the damage of past bad actions, but you can turn and try to change and repair. Not everyone can be redeemed. They must want it. But it must at least be offered. A cornered animal is dangerous. Give it a path to freedom. If it chooses to stay and attack you, at least you tried. Shemp jive. don't know just who to trust You can't tell their love from lust You are trapped nowhere to go Apropos of nothing though I have monkeys on the brain With their features rearranged They are screaming and deranged Ain't that rich? Enemy into me, which is it? Enemy into me, which is it? Ain't it crazy? Maybe I am off the rails. Maybe I missed all the sales. Maybe I'm a casualty of a dumb philosophy. Like the one where no one eats. That is dumb, but nothing beats. The one where all of us are ants in a jar. Whose woods these are, I think I know. This house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here, the watch's woods fill up with snow. Hello, I'm Robert Frost, and that's my poem stopping by woods on a snowy evening. And when it isn't a snowy evening and I'm looking for quality furniture, I stop by Woods Furniture Warehouse. Woods has furnishings for every room of the house. Slap and Dasher dining room sets, Batista sleeper sofas and recliners. Colonial bed suites by Adam Alexander. They didn't used to. They didn't used to have any of that furniture. 600 superhighway in Annalona, only a few minutes to go before you sleep like never before. Take the road most traveled to woods. 
staring at me. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't realize I was staring. I thought it merely a glance. You were staring? I beg your forgiveness. Well, just stop staring. Done. Are you with anyone? I am not. Oh. <laughs> I am, however, waiting for someone. Oh. Have fun with your friend. He's not a friend, actually. Slightly more. Neither more nor less. I've never met him. For whom do you wait? Some chap named Hardy White. Which sounds like a wine or a soup or a whale. Hardy White? But I am meeting Hardy White. It seems he's double booked. Popular fellow. He is trying to jeopardize us. Indeed, perhaps. I feel so stupid. Don't. I want to feel special. <sighs> I think you are reading far too much into this. Yeah? Yes. Maybe he wanted us to meet. Bringing together different types of beings is something he enjoys, I heard. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Information? You have reached the Universal Library Hotline. Hello? The Universal Information Library of Possible Worlds. State your question. Hello? Your question was... Hello? Not below. Hello? What is... Not blowho? What is not blowho? Calculating answer. Blowho Headquarters, may I help you? Oh, hi. I was calling the Possible Worlds Library and I accidentally asked what was not blowho. Things that are not blowho are like trees or rocket ships or clouds. Okay. Blowho makes a variety of products for human beings, but it's not a company. Is this a riddle? No. I mean, it's a universal benefit organization. Blowho makes everything from craft beers to fine porcelain decorative art to farm machinery all for free and paid for by King Lala's endless imaginary wealth. It's funny what you can learn from a misunderstanding. You mean, it's funny the reality misunderstanding can create. 
I love getting the wrong number. Here's a wrong number for you. 2147483647. You are listening to Miracle Nutrition on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, 91.9 in Rockland County in New York City, New York, and online at WFMU.org worldwide. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you again next week.